Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell. For today, Sunday, October 8th, thank you guys for tuning in once again. We greatly appreciate it. Um, again, we are speaking tonight with uh, Ms. Lisa Klinksdale, part two of our conversation on skin. And um, before we speak with Lisa or before we speak with Denise, we're going to turn it over really quickly to a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Has your face felt dry and tight? Or does it hold oils like a sponge? If the answer is yes, what you need is a facial. That's right. And not just any facial, but a Facetox organic facial. Listen, the Facetox organic blend, it's free of parabens, it's vegan, and mixed with 100% organic rose water. And this water binds your face and works right away as it slowly begins to dry. You see, when the organic rose is mixed with the Facetox blend, it creates a negative charge and will prevent and even draw out your blackheads, reduce the appearance of scars, even skin tone, draw out external toxins, heal and rejuvenate skin tissue, and it will even clog and shrink your pores. Face Talks is probably the most powerful face mask you will ever use because the benefits to your skin are endless. Listeners of our show can receive a 20% discount by simply using the discount code BEAUTY20. Face Talks organic face masks are perfect for all skin types. So what are you waiting for? Order yours right now at facetalks.com. Your skin will thank you. All right, we are back. And now we're going to turn it over to Denise. She has some beauty news for us. Good evening, everyone. Thank you all for joining us this evening. Um, I wanted to remind you all, for those of you who were able to submit your work for the um, North American Hairstyling Awards, congratulations. If you weren't able to submit, maybe you can do it next year, but the, um, the submissions deadline is now over. So you can look forward to uh, finding out who the finalists will be. Um, They will be announcing that at Premier Anaheim on February 4th, 2024. And the actual awards will take place at Premier Orlando on June 2nd, 2024. Again, the finalists will be announced at Premier Anaheim on February 4th of next year. And the actual award show will take place on June 2nd of 2024. And coming up, in uh, probably the next couple of um, episodes, we will go deeper into the different categories and talk a little bit about the actual uh, North American Hairstyling Awards. Uh, the Powder Group is working with Pat McGrath Lab on a project that they are looking for artists uh, for October 19th through the 22nd from 11.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m., and they will hold an audition slash training Um, on October 10th, which is Tuesday. So if you're interested, you have to jump on it really quickly. This is all taking place in Manhattan. Uh, The rate that you will be paid will be $300 a day. Um, But, of course, the audition day is not um, a paid day. Just the actual work days will be paid days. Um, You must work as a local. So if you're coming from out of town, you must work as a local. Uh, No travel or accommodations will be offered. This will be doing uh, makeup on guests at a pop-up experience uh, for those days of October 19th through the 22nd. If you're interested, you can go to thepowdergroup.com for more information. All right. And just want to remind you guys, um, if you have a comment or question for us or for our guest tonight, please give us a call at 914 
914-803-3399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us again tonight. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well ourselves. How was your week? Good. Oh, man, busy, busy as usual, the way I love it, <laughs> but all good. I love the change in the weather. Do you guys see oh, yeah. that um, we're sort of getting our fall weather, at least, you know. We we're have we're sort days. of getting it. Yeah, sort of. It just needs to drop just a little bit more. It just dropped maybe like another <laughs> five to ten. You guys, you guys are ready to pull out your, you're, you're ready to pull out your sweaters and boots, too, huh? Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, I had on my yeah. boots today. I had on just some regular leather boots today. <laughs> I know that's right. I know. I want me too. I'm ready to change my clothes, you know, to the next season. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it was well, like 40 degrees changing, this morning. So. <laughs> speaking of changing of seasons, talk a little bit about what skin goes goes through when the seasons change. You know, we're leaving summer going into fall, and then from fall it gets even colder going into winter. Talk a little bit about what the skin goes through and, and how we should be addressing it. Okay. Um, as far as skin, let's just say, uh, let's start with the basics. It turns over the cells every 28 to 30 days. That slows down a little bit as we get older. But generally, it's, every, it's about once a month that the skin cells die, come up to the surface, they sit there until we actually slop them. That's what happens in a facial or should happen in a facial, very evenly, consistently, very thoroughly. Um, And that's how you expose those live healthy cells that respond to the products that you're using every single day. So as we change seasons, the skin is not only going through that keratinization process where the skin cells are dying, but then again, it's also adjusting according to what's going on as far as what the weather is like. So depending on the type of skin that you have to begin with and the shape that it's in, it will vary as as far as what you'll see. So generally speaking, we know that as it gets colder, uh, we want to put more moisture in our skin because a lot of times that's when people also stop drinking as much water, right, because it's not as hot outside. And so um, we get away from water a little bit. So that contributes to it becoming even drier. So we want to make sure that we um, drink all the water that we need to. We continue with our skincare regimen. But as we change, like, into fall, it's going to be important to do a facial, of course, to really get the deep pore cleansing and all the dead skin cells removed, but also to do your scrubs at home, to do a, a very good, um, high-quality, like we do, um, honey almond, because the almond meal is so good. It's natural and it's so good at removing uh, and polishing the skin, removing the dead layers and polishing the skin. So that way you can keep it up and keep it maintained. So that's one important thing along with the water, um, at least once a week doing the polishing, uh, keeping up with your products morning and evening. And also um, you may need to, this is when I always like to tweak the moisturizer and the cleanser so that it's a little bit more hydrating uh, through the winter months Right now, though, what people are going to notice is that even when they put on those sweaters, they're going to have a little bit of an itch, you know, on even their bodies because our whole body sheds um, daily. That's why 90% of the dust, you know, in our homes consists of dead skin cells. But um, so our whole bodies would need to be exfoliated, especially going from season to season. Like right now, you'll you'll be able to tell when you put that sweater on, um, that's what that is. That's that dry skin. So that needs to be addressed. But, yeah, it's really just a matter of making sure you're properly hydrated inside and out and exfoliated and polished, you know, just keeping those dead skin cells from building. Now, you said something about keeping up with our products day and night. I don't remember if we talked about this last week or not, but, you know, some people believe that, you know, they can use their products once a day and then (laughs) – um, you know, the other part of the day, what, it doesn't matter whatever you choose. If you use your products in the morning, then at night they just want to wash their face with water um, mm-hmm. or vice versa. What do you say about that? Well, since I'm told this all the time, <laughs> um, <laughs> exact, what I say exactly is, okay, 
So you have the responsibility of your skin every single day. So it's kind of like your teeth. You know, you say, okay, just brush the ones you want to keep, right? That's the way it is with our skin. You want to uh, do something with it every morning, every evening, because that's what's going to maintain that healthy appearance. You can't really shortcut because what's happening is either you're doing it in the morning, which is great because then you're putting on all the five steps, ending with your environmental protection so that you're good to go for the day. Um, so that's why the morning's needed. You know, you have to do all of, you know, do the five steps. Just takes a couple of minutes. Then in the evening, if you're skipping that, then that means whatever your skin has collected from the environment throughout the day, even if you don't wear makeup. Okay, so makeup's obvious. If you have that on, you definitely should be taking that off. But the not right. so obvious or so visible is the oxidation, the free radicals. It's the dirt, the debris, the pollen, the, you know what I mean? It goes on and on and on, depending on the environment right. you're in all day. So all of that sticks to our skin. So and that's why we want to do skincare in the morning so that we have a barrier between our skin and the environment so that stuff's not getting into our skin and down into the pores clogging them. So that's the reason the morning is so important. So you have that barrier, and then in the evening, it's important to take it all off, to wash it off and go through the steps and end with just the moisturizer because then at night, overnight, our skin oxygenates. Everything moves around while we're sweeping as far as the blood. The blood flows very freely um, because Mm -hmm. it's job, you know, primarily while sleeping. Everything is just getting restored, rejuvenated. So all the products that you've used in the evening – uh, then have a chance to really work their way into the skin. And when you wake up in the morning, that's why it looks and feels so nice. So right. I don't know which one anybody would decide to skip when you know the benefits of doing it both times. Uh, right. <laughs> I go back to that toothbrush thing, you know, brushing your teeth thing. Just, you know, keep the brush the ones you want to keep. And with your skin, you know, do what you, you know, whichever end you feel like is the brush the ones, Brush the ones you want to keep, right? You're right. I'm serious. That's how you got to look at it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'm in total agreement with that. I don't know where people came up with that, but I hear people say that all the time now. Yep. Yep. Um, and it really, say that they don't understand why they're doing it or, you know what I'm right. saying? I think that's where the disconnect is because, even for people who say, oh, I don't really need a facial. Just think about that for a second. Who would not need a facial? You know right. what I'm saying? Everybody needs a facial. If you have skin, you need a facial. So I always know when I hear that, oh, I don't really need facials. Or I don't really get those because I've never needed it. It just means you really don't know the benefits of a facial. You're not really – that's like you being – it's because you're not overweight or – you know, you don't, you're okay with the way that you look physically. You say, oh, yeah, I don't really need to exercise. I just stay this size. Or well, is that really the reason, you know, the only reason for exercise? So that's why I think that that's pretty much the disconnect. It's just a matter of not knowing or understanding all the benefits. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, can yeah. you share some of the new trends in skincare? Um, is there anything new that people are doing um well it's kind of like um as far as Mm -hmm. they're always being the trends kind of go around you know they come back around they're renamed or remarketed but it's kind of the same things over and over you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. skincare right now this is the first time in the whole 26 27 years i've been in it that i've noticed like, I remember at the very beginning, a lot of people didn't even know what facials were. That's just 26, 27 years ago, especially in our community, in the African-American community. And then, you know, now people actually not only know, but they're actively, you know, getting facials or doing facials themselves at home, whatever. But it's definitely much more known and accepted. Mm-hmm. Now what I'm seeing is one of the things coming back around is all of this about the collagen whether you're drinking the collagen, um, putting on collagen, you know, the big buzzword right now is collagen. Well, what keeps our skin firm is the collagen elastin fibers, right? That's what makes up our elasticity. So as long as we're youthful, that elasticity is usually very, very firm. 
you know, we, that's how we look so youthful. But as we grow older and our skin begins to dry out, um, we may not be taking care of it as well. We may have sun damage, smoke, whatever. That elasticity begins to loosen. It starts mm-hmm. to weaken. All right? So the collagen and elastin starts to come apart. They're woven together like a basket weave. And as they start to lose that elasticity, that starts to give. So if you've gotten to the point where you can actually see it give, and the way that you can do that is just push your finger into your skin, like on your cheek, watch how mm-hmm. fast or slow the, the skin comes back up. That's what the elasticity is responsible for, that firmness. So I haven't seen anything to prove that the collagen gets to where it needs to, in order to be effective when you drink it. I've, and I've tried it. Every, this trend comes around about every eight to ten years. And mm-hmm. I've yet to, and every time I hope, oh, I hope this, you know, is good because then we can add this to our regimen. But, no, I haven't honestly seen any difference, and that's not just in me, but any of the clients that have tried it as well. Not not anything much at all. Um, so I've seen a lot of that. A lot of um, radio frequency is now a big one as far as mm-hmm. helping to tighten the muscles. Uh, in the skin, uh, right up under the skin, rather, in our face, which that is pretty good. That makes sense because those little pulses of um, radio frequency actually are like exercising the muscles in the face, which will tighten the skin. You know, it will stimulate the collagen. So that is pretty good. Um, The collagen drinks, like I said, not so much. Um, The other thing are fillers, fillers and your um, Botox, Rejuvederm, all of those kind of things, Mm -hmm. those are becoming more uh, now like facials I told you from 26 years ago. No one really knew. Mm -hmm. Now I'm I'm noticing across the board it's not just a celebrity or an actor, an actress or whoever, uh, but it's in our own community now. A lot of uh, American women and all ethnicities really are now embracing Mm -hmm what I call a shortcut. <laughs> it's a kind of a shortcut. Right. And not, I'm not saying that it's not beneficial or it doesn't work because it does. They're all temporary fixes to um, immobilize or to paralyze the little muscles in whatever area that you get the injection in mm-hmm. so that it will smooth out your fine line of wrinkle. So that usually means the, the glabella, which is between the eyebrows, or the little uh, area around the outer parts of the eye, like where we get the little crow's feet. And then, of right. course, the nasolabial line, the laugh line. Those are another biggie. But, I mean, you can get fillers anywhere. People get them to get the hollow look in their cheeks, you know, or to puff back out the where the temples are when they start to, especially when you lose weight or you're very small to begin with. As we age, the, the skin kind of sinks in a little bit, and some of those fillers will uh, blow it back up like a balloon. So I have noticed that because we get a lot more calls for that now as far as um, people being interested in that and including my own clients, um, just curious about it, not necessarily needing it, but just curious about it because they're even hearing about it so much more. It's being advertised and um, talked about a lot more often. So those are are definitely uh, huge as far as trends. A lot of people are now into the more natural makeup. And I think we talked about a little bit about that last yeah, week. Yeah, we talked about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. Let me let me ask you let me mm-hmm. let me ask you this about the fillers. Are there like any side effects to um getting getting any of these services like okay. too early? Um, you know, maybe like I mean I don't know like how how like, young a woman mm-hmm. could would get them, but I'm just saying, are there like any side effects or disadvantages to to getting like Botox or fillers at you know at an early age, especially you in know, the African American community? I'm glad you asked that because yes, I definitely don't want to minimize the um, the danger of doing it too soon. Um, it's like if you don't really need it, like if your skin is not really, you're just getting it because, hey, everybody's getting it, so let me try it too. You're actually forcing your skin to begin that process way before it should or before it should because when you blow up something like a balloon, 
fillers are not permanent. So they eventually, and it's usually like three to four months, you're going to need, you're going to notice that, let's just say you did your nasal labial lines. So it's those little lap lines. You got those puffed up real good, you know, and smoothed out. Well, it almost puffs it up a little bit more than what it was to begin with, or it paralyzes that area. So it stays just like that. The muscle is no longer working. All right. So once that wears off, this muscle that has remained dormant is now allowed to move again, you know, allowed to work. And that three or four months that it didn't, it's lost a little bit of that strength. It's lost a little bit of your own elasticity. So if you really did not have a problem to begin with, you're causing one. So it's not necessarily a side effect like, oh, you're going to break out or you might, you know, have discoloration. Now, all kinds of things can happen right at the insertion point, whether it's little um, redness, soreness. Some people have an actual allergic reaction. Of course, that's also possible. Um, The other thing is that the things that are being put into our skin, these different fillers, they're not really made for this purpose. They're they're usually used off-label to achieve these results. And if they are injected wrong and it goes into, say, the bloodstream instead of that muscle, that could be a very serious problem. That could, that's poisonous. So there are some risks with it. Um, not necessarily. I don't. I don't think you classify that as side effects, right? Would you? No. Okay. So there's some risks involved, and definitely doing it too early. Because even if you do need it, this is what happens. It blows up like that balloon, and when the air mm-hmm. comes out, just like a, you know, when that that wears off, just like a balloon. It's a little more fragile. You can tell that balloon was once blown up, right? That's right. why it's so necessary to do it again and again and again because it's kind of a vicious cycle. Once you start doing it, right. you, really don't like, you really don't like what it looks like when it wears off, off you see? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the other thing. You definitely don't want to start doing anything like that before it's really needed or you tried everything else because even for people who are aging, you know, there's plenty of us who don't need any of that because of our skincare regimen. If you've been going to an esthetician and been getting the facials and doing your regimen at home and your lifestyle and diet, all of that that we talked about last week that works together, if you're doing that, we can always, um, we can always achieve the same results as far as waking up or stimulating your collagen production by using laser skin rejuvenation. That's a very good non-invasive way to stimulate the collagen elastin fibers so that they'll, that woven um, pattern I told you, that'll tighten right back up. So like your twenties. So that's a good way. You can do skin, uh, laser skin rejuvenation anywhere on your entire body. It's not limited to just the face or neck. It also, after six treatments, you don't need another series of six for up to two years. So if you think about oh, wow. it, then what I recommend, yeah, it's much more long. It's not only natural, but it lasts longer. So I always recommend to my clients we do it once every three months after we finish the six, just to kind of mm-hmm. rejuvenate hitting it but and for the maintenance. But you won't need another six for two years, and the skin progressively gets better and better and better. So that would be my um, answer to should I get the fillers or should I I would try the laser skin rejuvenation and see how that works. To me, fillers and all of that kind of stuff is the the absolute last resort. Yeah. I mean, I have strong opinions on all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So I really don't want to say – a lot about it because I, I don't want it to seem like, um, you know, people should be doing certain things because that's just how I feel about it. But I, mm-hmm. it, I'm just, it, it almost saddens me in a way that a lot of women turn to certain things without even, you know, like you, you called it, the, you know, the shortcuts. They're definitely shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate that women turn to shortcuts before, you know, going the the natural route and, and one, right. just learning more about skincare and their particular skin and, you know, just learning more natural treatments for their skin. Um, exactly. It just, 
I don't know, it just saddens me that, that women turn to certain things so quickly and so often. You know what? I absolutely agree with you because the skincare industry is a $207 billion industry. That's what they predicted for by the end of 2023, right? And you know that a lot of that is just, and I don't, I'm not even talking about vanity and all that. I'm just talking about overall. It's marketing. It's consumerism. It's doing what, what they see, you know, what we see on TV. There's just so much of an influence to look perfect or to be perfect, and you know that. You see it every day with what you guys do with the makeup. Right. And you're around TV, film, and all that. It it that's the status part. Is that it's really a pressure on women to compete. You know what I'm saying? To absolutely like we are 55, 60 years old, 65, whatever. Why is it so necessary that we look? Why do we have to? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go to those exactly. Dreams. And that that's where I think it comes from is this pressure to look like the very people that we see on TV who are showing, oh, I've got this filler and I went and got, you know, this cellulite treatment. I'm doing this, 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 and this. And it just, I don't think everybody realizes they're getting paid to do that, you know, as far as to show you this and to go on and on about these different things. You have to decide for yourself, is this just entertainment or is this a commercial, a long commercial called the reality show, you know, where they are actively selling you these procedures you know it's almost subliminal you're watching them and you think oh that's what I'm going to get that's how they look that like that and it's just it is that because they skip right over all of the things that they could do for a lot less a lot safer a lot more effective you name it you know what I mean and that that is Mm -hmm. just back to what you said I agree it is sad yeah it's it's something else yeah, and it just Something keeps else. going. It keeps going. It doesn't stop. Yeah, it doesn't stop. It does. and it, and it, and it, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and that's why I said it's um, just like the fashion industry, the hair industry, makeup industry, everything comes back around. It's all recycled. It's just put in a new package called something different, but it's exactly what's been you know, what we know or have known about for years. Uh, and that, that's what I see. A lot of the same stuff coming back around, only named something different. But it's all in an attempt to just continue to have people chasing some fantasy or, I don't know, some unrealistic idea of, okay, now this is, yeah. gonna be it. This is what's going to do it, you know. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I remember – you know, when, when in the early days of um, Real Housewives of Atlanta and when reality shows really started to, you know, get popular. And I yeah. remember actresses were like, you know, not really feeling the reality show. I don't know what you want to call You may want to call them actors <laughs> now, but, you know, not really yeah. feeling people that were on the reality shows. Mm-hmm. But now you see more actresses doing reality. And it was funny because, you know, years ago when, you know, when we're working, we're working with actors, you know, they they get into like their hair and makeup, but they're so into their character and they're so into like whatever, you know, whatever the character calls for, then that's what I'll do with my hair and makeup. Now it's like probably within the past maybe six or seven years now, actors are like, you know, they they want these Instagram looks. You know, uh, everybody wants to look like a reality show star. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's because not even about their characters anymore. They just want to look like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Now now they're get now they're getting older and they're trying to compete and they're trying yep. to look thirty, like you said. Right. So now everybody it, wants to look like the lady on the on the reality show. Isn't it sad? I mean, when people can come to me and say, I want J-Lo's eyebrows. I want Janet Jackson's eyebrows. And you act, literally, I have to put the hand mirror and say, here, hold this. And let's just, <laughs> let's just talk about that. Because they have the picture up on their phone, right? I said, okay, you, keep, you hold the mirror, you hold your phone. Tell <laughs> me. 
<laughs> how that's going to happen. Janet and JLo have the perfect brows for them, right? For each for their own face, their own brows, just like you have your own brows, your own structure to your face, and I'm going to make sure that yours look the best they absolutely can on you, right? We're all unique and different. We do not have to do the same thing. We need to look our best, not someone else's best, is is what it comes down to, I think. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's It's unbelievable. (laughs) It's sad. It's sad because it is getting younger and younger, too. You just mentioned mentioned that, Denise, about how young. It's very Mm -hmm. young because moms are actually bringing their daughters in for services that you guys and, and myself, we're like, wow, I never did that till I was an adult. You know, it's it's so surprising. And everybody can do whatever they want to do, but I'm just saying it is getting to be younger and younger and younger, which means this consumerism and this billion-dollar industry is only going to grow because it's being fed into even much younger. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's becoming the norm for your 9-year-old to have, makeup on and to have, um, you know, her um, whatever it is that she saw on TV or, and I'm talking about the outfit, the hairstyle, the whole thing, the nails done. So there is a lot that happens. And I'm like, if she's nine and is doing all that, I can't imagine what 14 is going to be like or 15. You know, how do you just keep that going? And it started so early. So... It is it is very interesting, but I think it is sad on the other end, too, as far as the older that we get, the more desperate we become to, I don't even think, look like a, a version of our younger selves. It's, it's like you just said, Denise, it's a, a need to look like what you see on TV, to actually do a cookie cutter yeah. thing so everybody is looking the exact same. Yep. Who would, who would have ever thought? That uh, one of the one of the what stereotypical traits we have as black women is the shape, right? The thickness, the mm-hmm. <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. Who, mm-hmm. who would have thought even say five years ago, seven years ago, that there would be so many in our community going to get BBL? Yeah, is I that, know. Guys, is that is that does that uh, really surprise you? It does me. It really surprises me. Yeah, it's 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 unreal it really is mm-hmm. like the small the small waist the small waist yes the big butts the hips and i'm like uh, to be honest with you it doesn't even it doesn't even look cute it doesn't look it doesn't. real it's not it doesn't it doesn't look real it doesn't look normal it's not it normal like a cartoon character mm-hmm. it looks just like a because you how do you have those little tiny legs at the bottom to support all of that Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you can't. But you look like the next girl. You you right. look like the next girl. They're all they all look alike. Who was that? Uh Black China who decided to undo a lot of the stuff that yeah. she's done? Yeah. Uh, I know K Michelle for sure too. Okay, good. I, and I hope that trend keeps going. I hope that is a trend that we see well into twenty four where people are saying, you know what, yeah, let's go back to natural. Like, the way we look was just fine. We didn't really need to enhance all of these different body parts. Like, we, we've done, it's gone too far. And maybe that will be what helps us to get back to somewhat normal, you know, and, and people don't have to die going overseas or um, in somebody's back or whatever, their basement to get, injections in their butt, you know, or do something that, because they can't really afford it. That's the other problem. We were talking last week about affordable skincare, and I was saying, well, there's not really Mm -hmm. a step to skip. This is worth the investment because we're talking about your skin. It's what, you know, your face, what people see when they look at you. That is pretty much your calling card. So if you just want to kind of maintain and age gracefully, then that is what it takes. But then when we talk about all the other things that people are willing to spend money on as far as beauty, uh, those mm-hmm. BBLs and those tiny waists and the lipo and on and on and on and on, and you're only 24, you know, I mean, you're 29 <laughs> or 35, whatever, 
that's a lot. And that's when they get in trouble. People get in trouble when they can't really afford it, but they're still trying to keep up with everyone else. And they end up, again, doing some kind of shortcut or something's going to cost way less. And then they risk their lives doing it. All yeah. in the name of, yeah. I want to, you know, the, the the guys are looking at the girls with all the enhancements. Yeah. Well, I know with Kay Michelle, she um, was starting to get sick. And I and I know that um, there was a there's a hairstylist friend of mine that had the same thing. Like she was, you know, she was, you know, skinny with big boobs. So she wanted the butt mm-hmm. to match. And so years ago, like maybe 2007-ish, mm-hmm. she, you know, got the BBL. And then probably about maybe six years ago, five or six years ago, um, she was starting to get sick, and they didn't know what was going on with her. They they thought she had lupus. Mm-hmm. Um, they they just couldn't tell what was going on. And then finally, somehow in conversations with her doctor, um, she real you know they realized that she had gotten the BBL, and then that's what um, you know that wow. was what was causing her to get sick, and her she was experiencing so much pain um, yeah. in her you know legs and thighs and things like that. And mm-hmm. so finally she got them removed. She went to, I can't remember if she went to Columbia or where, somewhere out of the country, mm-hmm. and she got them removed. And, you know, she's much better now, but thinking uh, back on it, you know, her reasons for doing it was because, you know, to me I, I feel like it's, you know, you look at yourself and, you don't feel like you look your best, but that's because you're comparing yourself to somebody else. It's not necessarily, oh, I'm skinny with big boobs. No, I'm skinny with big boobs, but yet I have a flat butt, and this one over here doesn't have a flat butt. You know, she's got big boobs, but she's got a big butt and small waist. I want to look like that. Right. And that's where it all starts. And it's really sad. It's really sad. And that's why so much I think of, because I don't really watch uh, reality TV. Like when the Atlanta Housewives came on, I was, I definitely I watched that at the beginning. And then because it was so new, we none of us even knew what reality TV was almost. There was that, uh, what, Jessica and, and Nick, I think. They were the first starters. Or, but when they did it here in Atlanta, then, of course, we all tuned in. But I saw how much of it was about the whole way you look, you know, how you mm-hmm. dress. What you wore, mm-hmm. I mean, um, as far as makeup, as far as your hair, all of that became like wow, like a roadmap. Like this is how you become successful. This is how you you need to look in order to get attention. This is how. This is how. And slowly but surely, uh, can I get J Lo's brows? Can I? Is there any way that you know my skin can be bleached so that I can look like you know I can be lighter and I can I, I just there's a lot that has changed. And that's another big thing. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard that a lot or seen where people are bleaching their skin? Oh, people were you bleaching know what? their skin years ago. I, I... <laughs> yeah, they've been doing that for a while. And that's what I'm saying. This is all yeah. about to do with what they're seeing on TV. What were you going to say, Janice? Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, I remember an actress, <clears throat> working with an actress, and I remember when we had, like, um, before the actual season for the show started, we did a, um, I think it was a camera test and like a little photo shoot. And I remember Mm -hmm. she had this weird coloring to her skin. And so, you know, I'm trying all these different things and I finally got the formula together. And I was like, okay, this looks perfect. She looks great on camera. And then like maybe a couple days later when we um, got ready to start our first day of shooting for the actual show, I started to use this same, you know, combo of products or whatever on her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute, something's wrong. Something's not right. And <laughs> it wasn't matching up? <laughs> no, it wasn't. And so, you know, I go through this whole process again. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until like maybe a few days later, because I was doing her just about every day. So it wasn't until like a few days later I noticed that she had this um, – weird coloring to the palm of her hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is that? 
And uh-huh. automatically, I started thinking of like a, um, you know, almost like a tanning type of product is what I was thinking of. Uh-huh. But then I realized that whatever that was that was on her hands, she was putting on her face. And that's how and that's what was changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, okay, why? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's so common now. I mean, you can go to YouTube and look up how a lot of people in Jamaica and other countries they they have tutorials on it, and I'm not kidding. Uh, oh, how yeah. to bleach, especially in, especially in Africa. Yep, Africa, Jamaica, a lot of the little island uh, places. Yeah, it's a normal practice. Like the whole goal is to be lighter. So that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, it's it's just the influence that TV pressure that um, makes everyone feel like. They're never good enough, never look good enough, never, you know, have what um, these people, you know, can achieve what these people on TV are doing. And that's that's really sad. So I hope that the natural, basic, like everything can kind of turn back around, especially with everything going up so high, with inflation so high and so much unsettled in the world, uh, that people are almost forced, I guess, to kind of just, do it basic again, do it more natural, do things more natural. We definitely have to stop shortcutting and just get back to our routines, the stuff that we know that that works, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. kind of make sure that that's the kind of stuff that we're doing. Absolutely. And Lisa, I know we, we talked about um, we talked about fillers and things like that, but did we talk specifically about um, skin sculpting? Skin sculpting? Cool body sculpting? Or tell me what you're ta- referring to. No, skin skin sculpting is like the process of trying to like achieve like a more defined um, or sculpted face shape. Um, so maybe like the jaw or the cheekbones. Um, I believe, I didn't know if you knew anything about that. Um, uh, is that something that a plastic surgeon can do? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Because uh, I know I think it's face I think it's used, using fillers, right? So I think it's oh, used it's also using, like using yeah using fillers to do it, and supposedly it lasts like six to eighteen months. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's definitely possible. Remember I was saying before people will do the fillers like in their temples or in the hollows of the teeth, you know, that's what they're doing. They're sculpting or defining the actual, um, the look of their their face without makeup. So it's giving it that contoured look. So, Uh yeah, Uh you can can absolutely, I didn't know if there was a specific procedure or something because there's always something that you were talking about. Right, but it's right. Fillers, yeah, that's exactly what I was I was talking about. Is that you can actually, and this doesn't have to just be a plastic surgeon or dermatologist. They they're doing it as well. Well, you can almost go to a dentist and they say, oh yeah, we do that. Um, but they can basically, <laughs> you can look. They look at your face and they're like, okay, so we're gonna give you a more puckered lip. We're gonna. Uh, make the the cheekbones poke out. You know, we're going to fill back in the the temples there. We're going to fill that back out along with your laugh lines and the area between your eyebrows. Like, yeah, they can literally go in and now that could be the goal and it not really come out that way. You know, that's always Uh a risk as well. Um, Because what we have found through the years, do you guys remember 25, 30 years ago, everyone was doing collagen injections? There was no mm-hmm, Botox. Uh-huh. There was no Rejuvederm. And then after some years, those first people who got it done um, noticed that their faces were looking lopsided. And they the collagen was finding each other. Let's say you got it through the lips and maybe some in the cheeks. What well, was it was clumping together. It was it was like a magnet, and they were it was coming together instead of smoothed out wherever they initially put it. And so then they had to have this whole wave of surgeries to get rid of it, to get that collagen back out of there or to smooth it down. 
but it was a it was a problem, which is why they had to then try to find other things to fill in the skin. That's why they don't use collagen at all anymore, as far as injections. Injections. Um, so I'm interested to see what these are going to do. Twenty. What we'll see as a result in say 20 years from now. You see what I'm saying? Then we'll know what the side effects mm-hmm. are, because these things are pretty new, and. And I know we've we've been doing it for years, but it takes some time and um, statistics. You know, people reporting these things and having things done for them to say, oh, you know what, stop doing that. We can't use this anymore because it did X, Y, and Z. So that's what I'm really worried about is everything always seems to have some kind of fallout eventually because it's just not natural to put all of these things into our skin. Uh, So it's just a matter of time, and then you get to see what the actual, and, and then that's when you get your side effects. You know, that's when you get what happened as a result of, of getting that done. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's we'll Man. Yeah. Hopefully we'll It's a lot. Back. Yeah, it's always a lot. I mean, we're an exciting <laughs> industry, though, you know, between skincare and makeup. Oh, yeah. It's because it always changes that makes it exciting, makes it new, you know, for us. It keeps us on our toes. It's, it's great. I just think people probably need to be a little bit more educated and a little more realistic before they start their journey into trying all these different things. So it's great even the podcast that you guys have and have guests on like me to kind of break down some of these things so that the average consumer they're going a little bit beyond just seeing who's doing what on a reality show. Um, if they get a little more educated and have a more realistic view about who that's really beneficial to and why you would need to wait a little bit, or you don't, you're not really a candidate for that. Even though mm-hmm. you can do something, that doesn't mean that you should. So I think it, it takes right. more of that, especially when you think about it. Like if somebody goes to see, said whether it's a dermatologist or a plastic surgeon, but more on the plastic surgery side, normally they're not going to be told, you don't even really need that. If they want it done, they're going to do it. And I right. think, I wish there was, there was something in place where there was a consult that was like more reality check. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it would, it would then what? It would cut down on uh, the money that they're making, so that's not going to be realistic to do they wouldn't they're not going I guess uh, the most honest would or uh, of them but that's that's what's really needed is from somebody to really give them reality check and, and give them show them some of those nightmares you remember that uh plastic surgery show botched that, that was on oh yeah just, mm-hmm. you remember that one and they would uh, the other yeah. guys were seeing what other people had done yeah there it's a lot that can happen and it always comes back down to do the basic things, have a good daily regimen, use the right product for your skin, get your professional treatments, that you should start early. That's what we should teach our daughters. That's what we should do as women. And we'll see that as we grow older, it's a lot more graceful, and we don't have the need to feel so desperate and so um, impelled to go out and get all these different things done. Right, right. Wow, man. <laughs> so we have some myths versus facts. Okay. And so let's see how many how many of these we can get through. Let's see. All right. This is a good one. <laughs> okay. Too much sugar can <laughs> too too much sugar can age your skin faster. Myth. That sounds like a myth. I mean, sugar does a lot. It's not that healthy for us in in large amounts or whatever consistently. But the most sugar, the the most I've seen uh, happen with your skin is you could have, it could be a, um, what do I always call it, a trigger for a breakout. Sugar is definitely Mm -hmm. one of the triggers for a breakout. But aging, no. It gives you a bunch of energy, you know, for a short period, and, and then you want some more sugar. You'll crave some more. So it's very addictive, that's for sure. 
definitely causes breakouts, <laughs> but I think myth on that one. Okay. How about beauty sleep works? Beauty sleep? Mm-hmm. Is it, oh, absolutely. Fact. Fact. You have to get enough sleep. You have to get between, like, at least six to eight hours. Like, seven is, like, perfect if you can get at least seven. So, But a the, the little bit more is even better. Just like I said, for when you do your nighttime regimen, you got all those nice products on, you're sleeping peacefully at night, everything's working the way it's supposed to, and pushing that into the skin is getting what it needs. But your whole body gets a chance to rest uh, and work the way that it's supposed to so that everything looks better. You're more energetic. You wake up feeling refreshed. Your skin looks really good. So that one's a fact. Beauty rest is key. How about greasy food causes acne? True. That is another trigger. So that would absolutely be true. Okay. Cleaner skin is clearer skin. Absolutely. Another fact. The cleaner your skin stays, and when I say when we say clean, let's define that as you keep up with your morning and your evening regimen. So we know that the daily stuff is, to, is, is not sticking to the skin. You know, you're taking all that off, but you're also getting your facials and everything's being exfoliated. That, is, that uh, type of regimen and that kind of dedication is always going to pay off because that means your pores aren't clogged. It means that your skin is as fresh and as dewy and moist and hydrated. All of the things we want, open and breathing pores, and that always makes for very, very nice skin. Okay. How about all sun exposure is bad for the skin? Now, that's a tricky one. (laughs) I would say facts right off the bat because we said sun. Sun is rarely a good thing for anything. We don't even get the vitamin D from it the way that we used to or that we should, which is why so many people are vitamin D deficient right now. Even if you work outside all day, every day, it's a part of your job. You're a landscaper. You could still very much be um, deficient in vitamin D. Most of the time when we, the sun, there, of course, there's times we're all out, you know, always going to be in the sun, whether it's an outdoor activity or, like I said, you work outdoors, you're on vacation, whatever. That's where all the precautions need to be taken. I'm not saying don't ever get a um, any sun exposure. That would be ridiculous. The sun feels good. It's nice to be in it, all that good stuff. But do we need to have on our at least an SPF 15? Yes. We prefer a 30. Do we need our sunglasses? Yes. And a nice hat that has some kind of a um, either like a visor or some kind of brim, something that covers the, the face or shields it so the sun's not directly on it, absolutely. So there's lots of things. We can do all of those things to lessen the damage or to be proactive, but the sun is normally harmful for the skin, period. So I would say that's the truth. What about vitamin E helps you get rid of scars? Oh, now that's a great ingredient. That's true. Vitamin E would actually need to be put with a carrier, something that's going to actually take it into the skin. So vitamin Mm -hmm. E on its own is not necessarily like a vitamin E oil or whatever. It's not necessarily going to go deep enough or do a lot um, unless it's in one of the ingredients inside of a product that does that. That's when it works more efficiently. Gotcha. What about... Expensive skin cream can keep your skin forever young. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that would be a myth. (laughs) There is not, and I've created my own line of products. I wish I could say, oh, yeah, that's true, because I've, you know, created one like that. It's just not true. The goal should never be to look young forever. It's just completely unrealistic. The goal is always to just look your best, to have healthy skin, to just do your best with what you have. Um. So there is nothing that will automatic that will do that. I'll just say that. So it's definitely a myth. Okay. What about antibacterial soap is best for the skin? Okay. So we're talking about for the body now, right? The whole body. Um, yeah. That is. And okay. So the, there's two 
types of soap everyone should be using. You should be using an antibacterial and a de- deodorant soap. So we have hmm. sudoriferous glands all over our entire body. Sudoriferous glands are your sweat glands. Those sweat glands are going to respond to one or the other or both. Most people don't know that, what, what their body's going to uh, respond to once you begin to perspire. So, of course, it's obvious if, you know, you have a stench with it. But I'm saying just on a day-to-day basis, if you wash up twice and you use each of those soaps each time, you're mm-hmm. going to see and feel a major difference in your body. So the part two to that is, yes, antibacterial soap is wonderful for the body because we have all of these little microbes on the surface of it that the antibacterial soap will kill. It will flush those out, and we need to do that daily. But the deodorant soap also going to support your your skin as well as far as the smell good part, the freshness. So if you ever get, like, uh, I always use, What's the one that I like? I like Shield. What's the other one? Um, now, look, we're plugging uh, company sponsors. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a couple of them I like, antibacterial soaps, and then I like the Irish Springs, like the blue one or coat mm-hmm. for, for the deodorant soap. And if you start doing that, use an antibacterial. I always wash with that one first and then go to the deodorant soap for my second time. It's all, there's a big difference because if I forget to bring my soaps when I travel in the hotel rooms and everything, mm-hmm. and just the first night that I, you know, I have to use their stuff, I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot mine. It's a difference. I mean, it's just a difference in how your skin even feels. And then, you know, the next day I go to the store and get what I need. But, yeah, it does make a difference, and it is healthier that way. I mean, because you're, like I said, you're addressing everything. Gotcha. Gotcha. Last one. Blue okay. light can blue light can treat acne. <laughs> the LED lights, huh? That's <laughs> another thing that people are doing at home. Okay, so the lights are normally a blue or purple are the ones for acne. That would be correct. The red one is always for anti aging, and the green is for discoloration. So I want you to make sure. Um, that when you get the little home version of it, I've heard of different colors now. Orange, there's an orange light, there's this light. I don't know what those are supposed to be for. I'm not sure. (laughs) I would just say you probably don't need that device at home anyway because, again, like I was talking about, the microdermabrasion in a jar could not possibly do what my $20,000 microdermabrasion machine does. Same thing with LED. My LED machine is thousands of dollars. There's no way that at home for $50 or 150 or whatever, you're going to get those results. It's just kind of something to do, another gimmick. Gotcha. Well, Lisa, we made it. We did it. <laughs> okay. We made it through you all got, the questions. You got all the your questions. Okay, good. <laughs> Well, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I like that, you guys. <laughs> oh, man. That means you won't need me on for a while then. Oh, we're not saying oh, all we'll that. Oh, we'll find something. We'll, oh, find we'll, create, we'll, create a, we'll create something. You guys got to come up with that. And I'm sure your listeners, yeah. they'll, they'll have some more questions, too. Maybe we can do one with all the questions. Because I know um, a, lot, some, a lot of times, like throughout my sessions with my clients, they have read so many different magazines or saw stuff on TV, and they always bring mm-hmm. it in. And say, what do you think about this? And what's up with that? So maybe your listeners can—they'll come up with a bunch of questions and stuff that we can we can debunk and and make up and skin. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Yep. Well, there there we have it. All right, there you guys. I appreciate you on, and uh, as always. Um, and more than happy to, you know, come on talk to you guys anytime. You know, I love you both. Thank you so much. Appreciate Thank you, you so much. Okay, you guys. All right, take care. All right, have a good All night. Right, have a good night. Thank you so much again to Lisa Klinkscale for joining us tonight. We greatly appreciate her and all of her knowledge and expertise. If you are here in Atlanta, please stop by um, Unique Space Options. 
Lisa has all the answers to your skincare questions and needs. Um, she's very skilled and trained in skin. Um, so definitely check her out if you're here in the Atlanta area. Again, it's Unique Face Options. Um, and you can go online or Instagram and check out, like, her location. She said she had a, um, a Buckhead location and a couple other um, locations as well. So that's our show for tonight. And Thank also, you guys for tuning in. Also, I was going to say really quickly, if you um, if you have any skin questions, then just you can email them to beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com, or you can leave them on our um, – you can tweet us um, on, on X or whatever they're calling it. Um, we are beauty underscore talk. And then on Instagram, we're beauty underscore talk underscore media. You can DM us any questions that you have or leave them as a comment on a post and just use the hashtag beauty talk. And we'll make sure um, we get those questions on our next show with uh, Lisa. Whenever we do another show with Lisa, we'll be sure to ask her um, those questions. So send in your questions. All right. Sounds good. Again, thank you to Lisa Klinkscale um, for joining us tonight. This is part two of our uh, of our conversation with her on skin. Thank you um, for those who joined by phone and for those who are online listening. Thank you to those who will listen via the playback as well. Have a wonderful evening, everybody, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night.